0: Welcome to the program. I'm Paul. This is Logical Thinking on Global Voice Network and also on bbsradio.com forward slash logical thinking. Uh, Welcome to the program today. Today, everybody's going crazy about the Uvalde shooting. Uh, The legislators are using it to push the gun control agenda and uh, there's a lot of fear and mayhem and things in uh, in the news that, well... Some of them just don't add up. And to talk about that, I have Professor James Fetzer, PhD. He's with me today, and he has actually done the deep dive on the Uvalde event. I'm not even going to call it a shooting. I'm not going to call it a mass shooting. I'm not going to use any of the crazy buzzwords that they use. I'm not going to treat it as anything but a Uvalde event. Okay? Okay. And with that, let's bring James Fetzer to the program. How you doing, James? Long time no see.
1: <laughs> well, Paul, it's a delight to be back with you again. And describing it as an event is entirely appropriate. Indeed, it appears to be one in a very long stream of staged events that are being promoted by the Democrats in order to advance their gun control agenda, which is began at least with Sandy Hook in 2012, which was preceded by Barack Obama nullifying the Smith-Munn Act of 1948 that precluded the use of the same techniques of propaganda and disinformation, such as paid riots, stage shootings, and the like, within the United States that were being used abroad. So Barack Obama... By the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, legalized all these events within the United States just in time for Sandy Hook.
0: Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> there's what was it? The FBI, they actually uh, declassed documents saying that there were no fatalities at Sandy Hook.
1: Well, I've actually got that in a in a program for today. That, yeah, we even have the go. FBI in their consolidated crime report for 2012, acknowledging that in Newtown, in the intersection of murders and the non negligent manslaughters, zero appears, zilch, nada, not a one. Which, of course, is preposterous if 20 children and six adults had been killed in Sandy Hook, and indeed they treat a. Suicide is a homicide, so it ought to have been 27, but no, none, according to the FBI. So you have an official government document contradicting the official narrative that we've all seen broadcast so widely in the mainstream media and from other sources.
0: Yeah, well, that was a new thing, that the FBI actually released zero fatalities, because all of the other events, the Batman theater shooting, the uh, the Batman theater event, uh, <clears throat> what, oh, what are they, uh, the Boston bombing, um, okay, come on. Oh, uh, sure, wh- sure. Uh, the family guy.
1: Orlando, Parkland, Charlottesville, Las Vegas, uh, all these uh, were contrived. I have books on most of them, by the way, where I specialize in bringing together groups of experts as sort of what really happened in the case of Sandy Hook. 13, including six currently retired Ph.D. professors, where we established the school had been closed by 2008. It was loaded with asbestos and other biohazards, damaged by a hurricane. There was even a major flood in the area in 2007. So there were no students or teachers there. And we even discovered the FEMA manual for the exercise, a mass training, uh, mass casualty exercise involving children, which I included in the book, and nobody died at Sandy Hook. It was a FEMA drill to promote gun control, which Amazon promptly banned.
0: Oh, absolutely! Now I want to make sure that we that we clarify this point. This is not just you saying this. You you have assembled a consortium of some of the most brilliant minds and excellent researchers uh, around or available, and it is the collaborative effort that digs out all this stuff. Isn't that right?
1: That's very important, Paul. You make a key point. Yes, beginning with JFK back in the 1990s, I brought together the best experts in the world to ever study. The case A World Authority on the Human Brain, who was also an expert on wound ballistics, a PhD in physics, was also an MD and board certified in radiation oncology, which is a treatment of cancer using X-ray therapy. So he was an expert in the interpretation of X-rays. Uh, uh, another PhD in physics, uh, this time especially in electromagnetism, properties, light images of moving objects, a brilliant critique of the home movie, Zapruder film, showing internal proof that it had been edited, massively revised. A physician who was actually in trauma room number one when JFK's moribund body was brought in and then two days later was responsible for the care and treatment of his alleged assassin, Lee Oswald. Beginning with JFK, I have continued to persevere with collaborative research on a whole host of these issues, Um, bringing in the best I can find in order to publish so that, as you observe, what I constitute is a distillation of the research results of our collaborative research. And the more parties you get in, the the less the probability you're going to make a mistake so that I, you know, represent those findings uh, with a considerable degree of confidence that we're getting it right. And of course, in accordance with scientific procedure, if new evidence or alternative hypotheses should emerge, then we're positioned to adjust our conclusions accordingly, reject hypotheses we previously accepted, accept hypotheses we previously rejected and leave others in suspense. In the case of Uvaldi, on which we're focusing today, I've had a specially uh, excellent uh, colleague in the form of Brian Davidson, who's a private investigator. He's very thorough and meticulous. I discovered him originally by doing an interview about his mastery of in- investigative techniques available on the internet. And just send him a photograph without any identifying information and try him out. And he was able to locate it as having been taken in the Sandy Hook parking lot. It shows a, a crime scene vehicle already present, crime scene tape up. You got Wayne Carver, the medical examiner, leaning against a wall with his arms folded.
0: But when, when One of the Uvalde photos was actually the parking lot of Sandy Hook.
1: No, no, no! I'm telling oh, okay. you what Brian mm-hmm. Davidson did to test out his uh, his claims about how he can uh, has mastered the techniques of internet research. I sent him an anonymous photograph, no identifying, mm. and he located. Now, what's crucial about it is the string of windows in classroom 10 that would be shot up after the event are not shot up. So this is about as devastating proof as you can have. of the Connecticut State Police on the scene before the event had been completely mocked out. And indeed it turns out that that photograph and a host of others, hundreds actually, came out of the Connecticut State Police files because they were running the up behind the scene. And get this, they removed all the metadata so they could not reintroduce as evidence in a court of law. I cannot imagine a more stunning proof of consciousness of guilt.
0: Amazing. I, I, this I mean you cannot just make this stuff up. Now now, one more point: you know, the consortium of people that you put together. I, don't. Each of you self-check the others' data. It's not just. It's not just all of the investigators are sending you the data and you're compiling it. It's. It's actually cross-checked between between members of the group, isn't it?
1: Well, we have lots of interaction. You know, I'm putting together books and so forth. Even organize conferences, give presentations, lectures, and all that for the third of my original trilogy which began with assassination science uh, 1998 then murder in Dealey Plaza 2000 and finally the great Zapruder film hoax 2003 I organized a conference in Minneapolis in 1999 on the death of JFK and then took the best of the best in order to create murder in Dealey Plaza and for the great Zapruder film hoax I organized a conference on the Duluth campus of the University of Minnesota where I was in McKnight professor of philosophy. And we had the six best experts on this, all interacting before I put together and published a book. So the point you're making is impeccable by virtue of this interaction among the best people. You reduce the chances of making a mistake to very close to zero.
0: Right. Because, because it's a collaborative effort and everybody is pretty much uh, checking (laughs) the other data. So it's, the point I'm trying to make is <clears throat> they called you the conspiracy guy.
1: Yeah, I okay. like that. I like that. It was introduced by a local radio host by the name of Mitch Hank here in Madison who would invite me down and call me the conspiracy guy. And I like that so much I actually created a, a, a an Internet show by that title, The Conspiracy Guy, which went from uh, May of 2020 to November of 2020. And uh, it, it, it was running a 100 bucks a month. I didn't have a lot of viewers, but the shows were very high quality. So when I could no longer maintain the website, I transferred them all to my blog at jamesfetzer.org. And if you go there and look for .dot the, the, .com, the 65 shows, You'll find all 65 of the programs I presented during that interval of time available at your fingertips. And believe me, you will get an education. Just go, scroll down, look at what you're most keenly interested in. I mean, covering the whole gambit, uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, the moon landing, uh, you know, uh, uh, all the ways we're being played again and again and again. It's pretty fascinating. And I even have a a two-part overview about how to spot a false flag where I go through 12 to 15 of these in short takes just showing proof after proof after proof of how they were fake because those who are carrying these out aren't rocket scientists. And if you know what to look for, you can do a pretty good job of sorting things out. Once you have a background and an understanding of how these things are done, indeed, I've now created a checklist for false flags and state and, and stage events that I'm including in our program today, Brian. So everyone will see, and they can go to my blog, they can download it themselves. So I, I want to continue my 35 years of higher education with courses in logic, critical thinking and scientific reasoning on this larger stage.
0: Cool. Excellent. Um, all right. Now, Wow, I was going to say something. It was really really good. I was going to I was going to volley it right back to you, but it just it just vaporized, it disappeared. It'll come back. <laughs> but that's okay. Um all right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It was jimtheconspiracyguy.org? Uh the
1: the show was called jimtheconspiracyguy.com, but it's now on my blog at org under okay. the heading jimtheconspiracyguy.com the 65 shows. And if you just go there to, to JamesFetzer dot org, go over the sixty five shows, or go for Jim the Conspiracy Guy, you're going to find it.
0: Oh, there you go. So, so it's just like a one stop shop. And okay, right, sixty
1: five right. shows.
0: You brought a, you brought a PowerPoint presentation with, uh, with the actual data that you're talking about today. Yes. So, let's it's, let's bring that up, shall we?
1: Sure. This is uh, one of my practices. Brian, as I actually show the evidence uh, that supports the claims I'm making, I do not make assertions that I cannot substantiate, or if I'm merely a speculator guessing, I will so qualify. Here we have uh, uh, what, what did and didn't happen in Uvalde. I emphasize the four stages of scientific reasoning, puzzlement, speculation, adaptation, explanation, puzzlement. Something doesn't fit in with your background knowledge. It just doesn't add up. That causes you to speculate about the complete range of alternative explanations. Often it's as simple as, is it real or is it fake? The keys, and, and by the way, Alex Jones is actually very good at the first and the second of the four stages, but he falls down at the third of adaptation of hypotheses to evidence. What you have to do is to look at the two hypotheses. Is it true? If it were true, what would be the probability of the available evidence when you've sorted out the authentic from the fake? And if it's false, what would be the probability of the available evidence? Because in science, you prefer the hypothesis that confers a higher probability on the evidence as a measure of evidential support to those that convey less and... When all the evidence is more or less settled down and points in the same direction, then you're entitled to accept the best-supported hypothesis as true in the tentative and fallible fashion of science, meaning tentative, as I've explained, if we acquire more evidence uh, or alternative explanation, we may have to revise fallible in the sense that even the best-supported hypothesis may ultimately turn out to be false, as was the case with classical Newtonian physics, which for 200 years stood as a paradigm of scientific knowledge thought to be true absolutely with regard to all regions of space and time for 200 years until the advent of relativity theory where Einstein explained that was actually a special case for regions of space that are relatively uh, 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 finite and for uh, speeds of light that were uh, uh, speeds of causal processes that were relatively slow in relation to the speed of light. So we discover that Even this great paradigm of scientific knowledge turned out to be false when interpreted strictly. Meanwhile, we have going on at Uvalde. we're told 14 children and a teacher were killed in a Texas mass shooting. Well, it could be true, but what's the chance? Maybe it's not. It turns out they actually were running a drill there about two months earlier at the high school.
0: Can I point out one thing about the previous slide? Of course. Can I... Can you can you go back to the previous slide or, or do I yes. have to do it? Yes, okay. Yes. Um it, it, like it's really interesting in the on the right hand side there's actually a Masonic emblem yes. sticker on a yes. window of that vehicle.
1: Yes, you are absolutely right, Brian, and I, I meant to mention that, Paul, so I'm Paul. I'm glad, names I'm, Paul. <laughs> I'm glad you caught it because I'd pass it by. So here they were running a drill at the same school where this uh, alleged shooter is supposed to have attended. Uh, They had uh, students who were faking. They call this haunting images show students pretending to be dead during a recent active shooter drill at the Texas Mass Murders High School conducted by the cop husband of one of the slain teachers. Ruben Riaz, a Uvalde School District cop and husband of slain Rob Elementary fourth-grade teacher Eva Morales held a chillingly prophetic drill. Now it's going to be very interesting when we come to Eva Morales, because it it turns out to anticipate Eva Morales was played by a woman who was also a teacher at Sandy Hook. Brian, how's that for studying development? Meanwhile, we have the cop. Uh, This is Ruben, who's supposed to be the husband of the Eva Morales, Uh, his wife. Taught fourth graders at Robb Elementary or so were told she was the sweetest person, would take her shoot dogs out on walks and she would say hi. Here we have them talking about a confrontation during the drill of the shooter in the classroom. We have, have of course, an announcement of the drill, a training opportunity, March 21st, 2022 at the high school. What makes this particularly significant by the way is At Sandy Hook, we had an exercise conducted by FEMA mass casualty drill involving children. It began on the 13th at 8 a.m. of December uh, 2012. It ended at 1159 on the 13th of December to evaluate it as a live event uh, the following day, which, of course, was when we were told the mass shooting event had occurred, but it was No surge of EMTs into the building. There was no string of ambulances to rush their little bodies off to hospitals where they could be pronounced dead or alive. There was no medevac helicopter called. They put up triage tarps, but no bodies dead or wounded were ever placed on the tarps. Uh, Not only that, but events on the ground confirmed that it had been a FEMA drill. There was a sign up, everyone must check in. Well, look right here in the sense: everyone must check in with a controller upon arrival. How about that? They had porta-potties in place in advance. I asked a cop, had they ever heard of a crime scene where they had (laughs) porta-potties? And he just laughed because the whole idea is so ludicrous. They had pizza and bottled water available at the firehouse, uh, which is standard for FEMA drills. They provide restrooms and refreshments. There were many who were wearing name tags on lanyards. Well, that's also standard because they identify the players using color-coded name tags on lanyards. Uh, Brian, there were even parents bringing children to the scene at Sandy Hook, which is completely absurd. No parent's going to bring a child to the scene of a child shooting massacre. You asked about the FBI consolidated crime report. Well, here's a portion of it for Newtown, where you see at the intersection of murder and non-negligent manslaughter in Newtown for 2012, we have the number zero zip, not a not a one, which is pretty damning, all things considered so that data from the FBI report shows zero murders in Newtown in 2012. That's stunning. Meanwhile, we have this question, how did a totally impoverished dropout of ambiguous sexuality who couldn't hold a job as a mob boy at Wendy's buy 5,000 worth of rifles and holographic signs? Have you guys noticed how many sex perverts there are in the FBI and in federal law enforcement in general? This is just a comment from the party posting that image, But look at this. The EOT holographic site alone runs 800 bucks or more. The question is not how did he get the guns? He bought them. The question is where did he get the money? And I think that's a very reasonable raising serious questions. These weapons, by the way, are high-end AR-15s. These are among the most expensive AR-15s that you could purchase. So We got a a striking situation here. Puzzlement, anomalies. Here's more. This is about the Texas school shooter from Rumor Mill News. To add, add to the fact those rifles were exactly like one from the Las Vegas shooter, except that too was a staged event, down to the optics and the vertical foregrip, that particular configuration, he reports, is only available to military and law enforcement. A million years ago, this person was in Air Force Special Ops, third PSYOPs. I know a PSYOP when I see one, and the cops know he hit outside like the cowards they are, but they tasered one of the parents for trying to protect their kid. Actually, there's one who got through, broke through, and allegedly saved her two children. They make that out to be quite heroic, who borrowed a... There was an off-duty border patrol agent getting a haircut, borrowed a shotgun from his barber, made his way inside the school, and blew the shooter away. Who knows how many more uh, uh, kids would have been killed. Uh, They were hiding outside in full-body armor, bristling with weapons. So this guy, getting a haircut in shorts and flip-flops, did their job for them. They don't need to be fired. They need to be charged with dereliction of duty with their anti-gun agenda. I mean... There were 2,996 people in New York in September a few years back who proved that to the powers that be will sacrifice all of us to get what they want. He's talking, of course, about the September 11th event, about which I've done a massive amount of research, founded Scholars for 9-11, conducted conferences around the world, been flown all over to talk about 9-11. But well, that's another story. Here we have the very first independent report to the media, the very first time it was coming out. So often the very first reports are extremely telling and they can be inconsistent, just as in this case. We had reports uh, telling us that the shooter had been apprehended. Then we had the shooter was shot, uh, that the, the all the shooting took place outside the school. Then it cl- turns to be inside the school. Here's... Here's the big picture about this, which shows it was modeled after Sandy Hook. Those of you who have followed the Sandy Hook narrative know that the purported shooter there, Adam Lanza, whom I can convict was a creature of fiction, whose death was even recorded initially in the Social Security Death Index as having occurred on the 13th, making his feet and shooting 20 kids and six adults the following day all the more remarkable. Is supposed to have shot his mother at home with a 22 caliber rifle, then come to the elementary school and, and slaughtered 20 kids and six adults with an AR-15 type. Interestingly, that weapon was not found in the school, but only two handguns, and they could not match any of the slugs they recovered, some 150 with a weapon he's supposed to have used, nor could they find his fingerprints on the rifle with which he's supposed to have shot his mother. So the investigation of Sandy Hook could not have, did not create a causal nexus that tied together the alleged shooter with his victims and the weapons he's supposed to have used, meaning he could not have been convicted in a court of law had it been conducted properly. So here with the Uvalde shooter, he shoots his grandmother. And we can't have him repeating first graders, so let's make him second, third, and fourth graders. And we can't have 20, let's make it 19. And instead of six, let's make it two. Meanwhile, he crashes a truck. Now, notice here, Brian, this is a high-end truck. This uh, looks to me to be a Ford 150. This is a very popular truck, but it's also expensive, around 60 grand. So you not only got over 5,000 bucks in equipment, but you got this truck, The claim is that it was his grandmother's truck. Why she's driving a 60-grand truck is a good question to me. In any case, he's supposed to have crashed into a ditch. Though there's another version of the story that he actually drives it right into the school building. Then they claim he he fired at two nearby witnesses at a funeral home. He, He walked outside the school firing. He entered the building in a door that, believe it or not, was left open by a teacher now. This was like a 97-degree day outside. No teacher is going to be leaving a door open to let the hot air come in. So that's extremely suspicious all by itself. And we have Rob Elementary. And what we're going to find is we have a whole lot of signs that this was a fake event. I put together with Brian Davidson uh, a law enforcement false flag staged event checklist, which we can apply here. My note observes we prepared a checklist for law enforcement as guidelines in detecting and exposing stage events and false flag being used to deceive and manipulate the public. You can download the PDF from this site here. That's on my blog at jamesfetzer.org. Please share as far and wide as you can. Beginning with your county sheriff and local police departments, there's a ghost of a chance that it just might make a difference. Time is short. They want to take our guns now. The authors collectively have 40-plus years of private investigative research and critical analysis of politically significant but factually anomalous events where aspects are puzzling because they do not add up and where consideration must be given to whether they may have been staged or faked and blamed on other parties to promote an agenda such as gun control. Here are some rules of thumb indicating that you could be dealing with such a situation, which means... They are highly reliable, but not infallible evidential indicators. There might be some rare case where these, uh, 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 you had all of them checked off, and yet it was a real event, but I guarantee you that's going to be few and far between. In fact, I'm willing to suggest it's not going to happen, but I'll leave it open and not preclude because we have to be guided by the evidence in each case. Here's some early signs. No surge of EMTs. No string of ambulances, no medevac choppers called, authentic public medical resources as a rule, do not participate in staged events because they may be needed for bona fide medical emergencies. So you do not see them at Sandy Hook, the Boston Marathon bombing, Orlando, Parkland, Las Vegas, Buffalo, or Uvalde. If they have only token present, maybe one vehicle showing up late. That's a strong indication you're dealing with a staged event. In Boston, for example, police would not allow real MDs to approach the victims who turned out to be amputee crisis actors. Further confirmation no blood, no bodies, dead shooter. At Sandy Hook, the parents were not even permitted to see their children who were identified using photographs, apparently because they only existed in the form of photographs. In Boston, There was initially no blood, which only showed up later and came out of small orange duffel bags in Parkland. We have a 57-second video showing a black training dummy with no head and no arms lying on a pool of fake blood and fake cops rushing in and out to boot. Further proof, conflicting stories, crisis actors, instant publicity, calls for gun control from parents who are not displaying appropriate signs of grief, is a tell that they are not in a state of grief but promoting a political agenda. Orlando was egregious. At Sandy Hook, donation sites were posted before the alleged shooting had even taken place. In Buffalo, a black eyewitness reported speaking with a white supremacist shooter for an hour the previous day and was reporting the timing of shots to the 10th of a second in Uvalde, two dads for the same kid. A schoolteacher from Sandy Hook made an appearance in Uvalde, too. How bad is that? Corroboration. No investigation. Calls for action. Massive coverage. When every talking head is giving the same pitch about the horrific shooting and demand for gun control, where most of these are designed to promote the Democrats' gun control agenda, often with a complicity of local law enforcement and even of the FBI, It becomes entirely apparent this was a staged event to promote a political agenda, an egregious example of which was a Jussie Smollett hate crime, time to benefit the anti-lynching bill of Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. Blatant examples, the Buffalo grocery store mass shooting, and remember, it's always mass. This is a perfect triangle special report Buffalo shooting video fake with Brian Davidson, where Brian went through the video we have frame by frame and demonstrated, completely staged, modeled after the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand. You got the perp driving around with his weapon. It's a fake gun. It's all painted up. You don't have any shell casing being ejected, pointing at victims who are falling before they're shot. There's no blood. Once in, in, in Christchurch, he even walked into a large room where the bodies were already stacked up at the end of the room, and he hadn't fired a shot. In, in, in Uvalde, uh, in, in Buffalo, he point fires virtually point blank at a body on the ground right into the head, and all you see is the hair blown by air. It doesn't blow apart like a melon had it been real. I've done others with Brian on Uvalde, the raw deal on 1 June, the raw deal on the 3rd of June, which are all available on my uh, uh, bitchute channel, Jim Fetzer. Then I also offer links to training videos where you can review a dozen or more with quick takes that expose them as fake. How to spot a false flag part one. How to spot a false flag part two. A 4th of July special with Bill Benny and Dr. Catherine Horton. How to spot a false flag. And we all know Bill Benny as our leading cybersecurity expert. Who explained how the alleged uh, Russian hacking uh, was uh, uh, fraudulent because it had been done at a rate too fast for distant hacking and in the eastern time zone. And I held a conference. I'm making this an annual affair. The first, False Flags and Conspiracy 2020. You can go to my blog and you can download two dozen presentations. I mean, really another fantastic resource. More resources? Check out my blog and my bitchute channel. They're identified. Background. Disarming law-abiding citizens does not make them more secure. The nonsense being peddled by Present and past Democrat administration would bring about a minimum of 200,000 additional deaths of Americans by depriving them of the defensive use of guns, which gun grabbers and their allies in the media do not report. But it would make the U.S. easier to invade by a foreign power, which may be the point. If you go to the 65 shows, you can check out the Second Amendment and the politics of gun control. It's right there conspiracy theorists. Those who expose these false flags and stage events are liable to be attacked as conspiracy theorists, which is a form of self-defense by the government. Conspiracy theorists are exposing crimes the government does not want exposed because, more often than not, they lead back to the government. Don't let yourself be played. If you know what's going on, then you should be a conspiracy theorist, a conspiracy analyst, or a conspiracy realist as some prefer to designate themselves. Here are a couple of classic papers of mine explaining the application of scientific reasoning and how I've encouraged collaborative research. You can download these from the internet. Thinking about conspiracy theories, JFK and 9-11, what's wrong with conspiracy theories? Conspiracy theorists are investigating crimes. No wonder they want to silence us. Here's just a bit of background about the two of us. Uh, Jim Fetzer, PhD, is a former Marine Corps officer and retired university professor who offered courses in logic, critical thinking, and scientific reasoning for 35 years. He has been a serious student of conspiracies and false likes since 1992 and has pioneered collaborative research in this area by bringing together experts in different disciplines to sort things out. He has 24-plus books in traditional academic areas and 12-plus in conspiracy research six of which have been banned by Amazon.com. He currently has a petition pending before the U.S. Supreme Court. Brian Davidson, PI, has been a licensed private investigator in the state of Texas for 10 years. He has conducted seminars related to open source intelligence research and has contributed to research related to Sandy Hook, the Buffalo Shooting, the Pulse Nightclub, and many others. His company, Panoramic Investigations, is a general investigation firm it has handled many aspects of investigation from criminal defense, fraud, property crime, murder, bank robbery, and others as well. Mr. Davidson can be reached at 832 304 3577. His website is panoramicinvestigations.com. He currently operates the international secure tip line related to the Uvalde shooting, where tips can be anonymously sent Uvalde tips at proton.me. This guy is simply sensational, uh, uh, Brian, and I'm so thrilled to have made contact. He's a very wonderful investigator, very thorough and methodical. Meanwhile, there's a lot of perplexity in the public about how the cops did not rush in. The Uvalde cops did know kids were alive in the classroom with a gunman. There's damning footage of a child victim saying they'd been shot and the shooter had entered the classroom. the police chief had insisted the kids were already dead. This is really, really bad. Uh, and and what's fascinating about it is that the emotional impact that was supposed to be derived from an, having another mass child shooting has occurred in the case of Sandy Hook, where that first impression is almost indelible by virtue of its emotional imprint, Uh, This has all been overwhelmed by the fact that the cops did not come in. A video shows a chaotic scene outside Robb Elementary as Customs and Border Protection agents spoke to an injured child. Uh, 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 Are you injured? And the child says, I got shot. It's pretty obvious to me the child did not get shot because if the child had been shot with an AR-15, they wouldn't be talking about it. ABC released news footage. Of a 911 call confirming officers' new children were alive after the alleged shooter, Salvador Ramos, 18, fired more than 100 shots into the classroom, contradicting the local police chief claims that they thought the scene was no longer active. Room 12, is anyone inside the building, a dispatcher asked? Child's advising he's in a room full of victims. Newly released video seems to contradict claims of the Texas Department of Public Safety, Colonel Steve McGraw, during a briefing alleging police waited to enter the building because the incident commander had considered Ramos a barricaded subject and there was time and no more children at risk, presumably because they were all already dead. Some of them have actually said or been quoted as saying they didn't go in because they might get shot. We'll think about the absurdity of that. This is their job. Properly trained police would know that the time is of the essence. You've got to get in as quickly as possible. Here's another report about that claim of a child I got shot, but I've seen no evidence. It may be now, as Brian Davidson is conjecturing, that this case differed from some previous, such as Sandy Hook, where the school was closed and there were no students or teachers present. It looks as though Brian speculates The students here did not know that this was going to take place. And parents may also have not been informed, which, of course, would make the reaction more authentic. It would thereby represent a kind of a hybrid case. Meanwhile, uh, McShaw shared the agonizing details of the 911 call made by a student purportedly trapped in a classroom. She identified herself, whispered she was in room 12 at 12. 10, she called back and said there were multiple dead. Again, called back, said there were eight to nine students alive. Now, if I have it right, this is all fabricated. This is like the cell phone calls on 9-11, which weren't even physically possible, because at those altitudes and speeds, the relay towers can't switch uh, 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 the call to keep it maintained, as A.K. Dudney, who's a professor of computer science at Western Ontario, discovered not long after the event. So if they can fabricate all those cell phone calls from passengers on 9-11, they can certainly fabricate calls from students inside this uh, classroom. Investigation revealed the school district police chief wrongly believed the situation was no longer active, ordered tactical teams not to enter the classroom. Prior reports revealed nearly 20 cops waited at least 45 minutes, some have it as long as 75, to engage the government. It was a wrong decision, period. There was no excuse for that. McCraw, now the head of the Texas uh, public security, reported. Now, here's a report where you have he's shooting his grandma, stealing his tracks, shooting at people at a funeral home, walking through the unlocked door. Cops arriving, retreat, finally walk into the classroom, it's time to die before killing two kids and 19 teachers. He's supposed to have said, right, we always want to have a memorable phrase. I mean, it's rather ludicrous. Uh, uh, meanwhile, members of the elite Border Patrol tactical unit breached the classroom. One held a tactical shield while his three others opened fire. A Ramos fired bullet grazed the skull of one of the cops, but now they announce he's been shot dead. Here's another report emphasizing how the teacher propped open the school door at 1127. Going through the timeline here, it's just bizarre in so many different ways that this should have been taking place. But here you have the official story. So how does it not add up? Well... We have Amory Joe Garza, ten years old, photograph with her father. Right, she's supposed to be a fourth grader. One of nineteen kids confirmed to be killed. Cops say was carrying a handgun and an AR-15. Okay, there you have uh, Amory. A- now she's supposed to be like uh, 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 Emily Parker, Robbie Parker. You know, came out very emotionally after laughing and joking coming out of the building turning to see the press assembled, pause, hyperventilates again in character, and then talking about the death of his daughter, Emily. It was an extremely photogenic little girl, where she and Noah Posner were the two who evoked the heartstrings in the public. So we want to have someone who's very photogenic, and they picked Amory here to be that person. Uh, th- this, I don't know if, if we could play. That was a report about how we have two different dads claiming They're both a father of Amory. Two different actor dads claim the same daughter with the same name, same honor roll certificate. Both dads claiming the same last name were broadcast on two different networks. This is Jim, Jim Stone getting it right. In the video, it shows the same girl with the two different dads. That's a video that wouldn't play just now. If it is Dad and stepdad, then it would have to be daughter and stepdaughter, which busts the op wide open. Here you have it, Amory, two different fathers on two different networks. The fact is, Brian, those who are running these ops are not rocket scientists, and they commit blunders that give the game away. Not only that, but look at this, the Las Vegas Sun. Uh, This was a, a news story, but look when it was first published, May 22nd. That's two days before the event. They're talking about an 18-year-old gunman opening fire on the kids at the school before it occurred. We have more of these. Here we have the news. May 17th, for crying out loud. We stand with Uvalde in Buffalo. The del Norte Community Foundation and Paso del Norte Health Foundation are heartbroken over the horrific shootings at Rob Elementary, except on the 17th when this was published, the event had not yet taken place. Here's another. This is May 16th. Partial list of mass shootings in the U.S. in 2022. Starts off with a massacre in which 19 children and two teachers were killed at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th. May 24th. Look, published on May 16th. How is that for a tell? And by the way, just as at Sandy Hook, they had these 26 Christmas trees for the purported 26 victims. They had all these perfectly framed photographs, studio-quality photographs. Here's another, 20 May. Rob Elementary School is second deadliest in history. I mean, this is embarrassingly bad. They had all of these set up in advance. And here we have Vicky Soto on the right, also being uh, Sandy uh, uh The victim on the left, the Sandy Hook victim on the right. Nothing to see here, right? This is really striking. Uh, You mentioned Victoria Soto. That's her on the right. Resurrected as Eva Morales in time to be shot at Moralde. Jim, did you know that our favorite Muslim, Dr. Oz, had a kid on his TV show who supposedly survived Sandy Hook? The Turkish doctor asked him a few leading softball questions like, are you proud of your teacher? The kid sh- shrugs his shoulders and says, yes, after this continues, the child gets frustrated and noise and says, it was a drill. What? And Dr. Oz does nothing with his bomb. this kid dropped. Phew. You can't see? Can't anyone see this ridiculousness? And by the way, I have reason to believe Victoria Soto was very well paid for her performance reprising her role in Uvalde. And they put up additional photographs, It looks somewhat like the woman on the left and of a completely different person. So the claim can be made that there was a confusion here, believing it was Victoria Soto. Well, it was Victoria Soto. I'm extremely confident that she was well paid, and these other photos are simply to throw us off the track. Meanwhile, there's a whole lot of demonization of anyone who wants to raise questions about Uvalde, including even a candidate for Congress who's been endorsed by fellow New York Republican Elsie Stefanik, who's a member of the House GOP leadership team. Remember, she succeeded uh, uh, Cheney, uh, Elizabeth Cheney, who is uh, some form of traitor, in my opinion. Her father, by the way, Dick Cheney, as vice president, appears to have been the executive director of events on the ground on 9-11. From a a basement beneath the White House, Dick Cheney appears to have been running me up which uh, Michael Rupert published a whole book about based on publicly accessible sources entitled Crossing the Rubicon. Well, the Democrats want to use every opportunity they can to demonize and attack anyone who challenges any of these fake or staged events. So they've done so here. A congressional candidate in New York endorsed by a member of the House leadership shared a Facebook post claiming, really suggesting, the mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde were false flag operations, which I guarantee you is 100% true. Carl Palatino, a Buffalo businessman, former candidate for governor, reposted a conspiracy-laced message by another person casting doubt on whether the shootings at the supermarket in Buffalo and elementary school in Uvalde were real, according to screenshots of the since-deleted post. Palatino have been endorsed by Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, the number three Republican in the House. He's running for a seat held by GOP Representative Chris Jacobs, who recently announced he was ending his reelection bid after he came out in support of a federal ban on so-called assault weapons. And let me add, this misuse of language is a part and parcel of the swindle being perpetrated on the American people. Uh, 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 AR-15s are semi-automatic. Assault weapons are full automatic. Therefore, the AR-15 is not an assault weapon. Uh, Fully automatic weapons, weapons of war are fully automatic. The AR-15 is not fully automatic. Therefore, it's not a weapon of war. It's just part of the verbal assault upon us that's intended to propaganda us into believing that which is false. I'm proud to announce my endorsement of my friend Carl Paladino in New York 23. Stefanik wrote in her Facebook post, he's a job creator and conservative uh, outsider who will be a tireless fighter for the people of New York in our fight to put America first to save the country. Here's the quote that came from the Facebook post. In almost every mass shooting, including the most recent horrific Buffalo Tops Market and Texas school shootings, there are strange occurrences that are never fully explained. Now, that doesn't exactly reek of conspiracy hysteria. That's a very reasonable question. So notice how the media spin it. This is part of the process often referred to as gaslighting. Well, guess what? They decide to pull up all the stops and bring down an actor I don't regard very highly by the name of Matthew McConaughey, who's making most of his fortune doing advertising for Lincoln automobiles. He claims to have been born in Uvonde, Uvalde. That's supposed to be his hometown. He's worth around 160 mils. So here was captured Turd Post. From his ivory tower, this actor is telling poor people to give up the guns that protect their families. Here you go, Matthew. Well, there are a couple of really interesting aspects. He called on at the White House to, to ask lawmakers to pass gun control legislation. One of the parents claimed... They could only identify their daughter's body by her green Converse sneakers. Look at there. Notice the laces. They're not tied up. Notice this is just straight out of the box. The laces are tied together the way they are when they come right out of the box. The idea they couldn't identify her except by her green Converse is is so absurd. She was so shot up that they couldn't even identify her. I mean, give me a break. This is ludicrous beyond belief. Here the commentator says, whoa, those parents' shoes look like they came fresh out of the market, right out of the box. They did, and guess what? Matthew McConaughey came down with his wife, Camilla, and surprise, surprise, Camilla was wearing green Converse sneakers. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a joke. They're claiming, uh, you know, in post. The extent to which right-wingers across every social media platform are blasting Matthew McConaughey tells you exactly how effective he was today, in my opinion. His whole performance was amateurish and ridiculous. He was constantly looking down at his script. He was making hyperbolic gestures. He was trying to be emotional, but it was a flop as a performance. And I believe it would cost more votes than he would gain. The guy would like to run for governor of Texas ain't a chance of it. If the Democrats believe... That Matthew McConaughey is going to save their ass politically for the midterms, it ain't going to happen. In fact, quite the opposite. Meanwhile, Biden's suggesting we're going to have the federal government tear down Rob Elementary to put up a new building. This is, by the way, uh, one of the indicators that the community was in on it. It appears the Uvalde school district was millions of dollars into debt, so. The government through FEMA will approach these schools and say, look, if you you will let us conduct this event here and you'll all agree not to reveal what actually happened, we'll give you big bucks and we'll even rebuild the school. Uh, 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 This happens again and again. Biden recently told the state senator, Roland Guterres, he's looking into have the federal government tear down Rob Elementary and replace it with a new building. Senator Guterres, who represents Uvalde, detailed a conversation he had with Biden. He said the president told him we're going to raise a school and build a new one. Guterres welcomed the idea, saying, I can't tell you how many little children I've talked to who don't want to go into that building. They're just traumatized. They're just destroyed. The senator added Biden told him, I'm not going away. I'm going to bring you resources. We're looking to get real money for health care. My colleagues are asking for a special session. You're going to get a letter tomorrow. We're asking for gun control changes. I'm asking you now to bring us back in three weeks, he said, during the question period of a press conference, demanding that the governor cause a special session of the legislature to address uh, the shooting. The senator apologized for an interruption that occurred and claimed that it was not a political stunt. He was interrupting the governor here, by the way, It was clearly grandstanding. We had the same thing at Sandy Hook. As I mentioned, the school was in deplorable conditions. Well, after the event, they published information that actually had been available many years before about how the school was loaded with asbestos and other biohazards. It was damaged by a hurricane. There was even a flood in 2007 that made the school uninhabitable. So they had long since abandoned the school. But when there was discussion of refurbishing the school, they published this in the Newtown B about how that would be very difficult. And in fact, they had actually abandoned the school already by 2008, where there were no students there so they could conduct a FEMA drill. They, they did refurbish it a bit. By the way, I have a chapter in the book that Amazon banned talking 50 photographs of how they refurbished the school in order to set it up to be the stage for this Sandy Hook event. So what did they do there? They gave the Newtown School Board $50 million to put up a new elementary. This is a kindergarten through fourth grade school. I reviewed the situation at the time across the nation. Uh, kindergarten through fourth grade schools ran only seven mils, so they gave... Sandy hooked seven times seven mil to build a new school. I said at the time, what is this to be, the Taj Mahal of elementary schools? It just reeks of money laundering, graft, and corruption. We already know about the FEMA manual I mentioned. Notice this. People killed with rifles in 2020, 454. Those who have died from the vax in 2021, 20,622. Indeed, another study reveals that there have been like 147 deaths from all these school shootings over the last five years, 147 deaths. Well, contrast that with the fact that uh, we would have a a minimum of 200,000 additional deaths every single year if we were to take guns away from law-abiding citizens and make it impossible for them to use the guns defensively. This is just for those who'd like to pursue my Supreme Court case which is in fact related to Sandy Hook because a Sandy Hook parent a fake parent sued me for for four sentences in which i described the death certificate that he had actually given to a research colleague which had no file number no state or town certification as fake indeed in Connecticut law not even parents are allowed to have have uh, uh uncertified death certificates so what 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 we have going here is uh, uh, an extension of that case. I present a lot of evidence that the judge has set aside, including, for example, that FBI report, the FEMA manual and all that. But it turns out that in Wisconsin, they have a bizarre summary judgment process where the judge can include or exclude evidence if he thinks it's unreasonable. So the court, it became clear later on, as a judge admitted in his post-verdict motions He thought all the evidence I had was unreasonable. He thought disputing the official narrative was unreasonable. He just set aside everything I'd done, and he was upheld by the Court of Appeals 4th District in Wisconsin because that's how they do it in Wisconsin. They let the judge conduct what's essentially a non-jury trial and thereby deprive me of my right to a a trial by jury because the facts were disputed it would not have been permissible to have a summary judgment in this case. Instead, all of my evidence, all my assertions should be taken as true. And then the party bringing the suit should be asked, does he agree with all of that? And only if he says yes, would it be possible to go forward because then there'd be agreement on the facts and no dispute. In fact, in this case, Uh, uh, The fellow playing Leonard Posner, whom I'm convinced is a whole other party by the name of Reuben Vabner, as I pointed out to the court again and again to no avail, Uh, the judge just ruled that the four different versions of the death certificate that I had introduced in evidence prior to the oral hearing, as well as two forensic document expert reports that all four of them were fake, were irrelevant. He just set them aside as someone else's opinion and went ahead and ruled against me. It was truly outrageous. It was only after the Supreme Court denied my petition for review that I realized there was a problem with the procedure. By discussing others who are expert with regard to summary judgments, have now filed a case under the 7th and 14th Amendment with the Supreme Court. You can download the petition, the appendix, even My motion to proceed as a pauper, meaning I couldn't afford an attorney, uh, in this case, from the the Supreme Court uh, docket site, you can go there. Just enter Fetzer v. Posner. Brian, we can stop the share. I'm not quite sure how to do that. And just you and I have a few more minutes to talk, if you like. Very good. Brian, I can't thank you enough for featuring me again. It's just wonderful. I think you have a really excellent uh, idea with logical thinking as the theme of your show. And I now encourage everyone, go back over the checklist. I've seen no bodies, no blood, no one ambulance. They showed one token ambulance. It came way late in the game. But I tell you, they're going to use my checklist to do it better next time. They're going to try to make it harder and harder to sort these things out
0: absolutely well okay we're actually out of time so and uh, i want to thank you for uh for being here this this has been an amazing show it's been great and uh i i knew that something was amiss i mean uh, the rifles were just too long to be able to conceal him to get into the school uh, things i have heard he what he spent uh um he had 200 uh, rounds of ammunition. but No, no, only... he actually had uh,
1: 1,200 rounds. I mean, that would be tough to even tote around. Uh, there's so many absurdities of this story and all the others when you get dig deep into them, Brian. But the public just goes on the basis of the headlines. And the politicians, once they have the story in the paper, treat it as though it were true and authentic and then act accordingly, propagandistic purposes, this is like one covert operator citing another covert operator as though he were presenting accurate information. It's, it's a psyop. It's a scam on the public and it must be brought to a halt. But the Democrats are all in on this. They're hoping to save their butt in the midterm. It ain't going to happen, but not for lack of trying.
0: Yeah. They're going to give it their best shot. Well, again, thank you, James. I, uh, I cannot thank you enough for being here and bringing this wealth of information to the program. And, um, I can't wait to have you come back, but i'm I'm afraid that uh, we'll have to have another false flag before you do so maybe maybe you'll come back and actually talk about logic and uh some of the uh and just logic in general
1: sure, I'd be glad to i I predict that the Democrats are going to run a, these at least once a week all the way up to the midterm, so there's going to be no shortage of false flags to comment upon and analyze and dissect.
0: Well, there we go. Okay, well, thank you so much for being with me. This is Paul from, uh, from Global Voice Network. Uh, this is Logical Thinking. And uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. We'll uh, catch you next time right here.